Welcome back again to Revolution Recall, where you can get some great insight about historical and legendary revolutions with me, your host, Justin Floyd. This week we are going to be wrapping up the 1911 through 1912 Chinese Revolution, and from where we were previously talking about, we learned of the response of the Qing government towards the revolution and also the outcome. Now, today I hate to break it to y'all, but um, this is our last episode, and we are going to be finalizing how this revolution has made an impact, and more recently, issues that have relations to this revolution in present-day China. Um, So today, I want to just start off, like, with the biggest legacy of this revolution. Um, It is obviously the establishment of the Republic of China, a new government, and just the start of this new beginning. Um, I also kind of already stated this in the previous episode but in reality this revolution was really the beginning of something even bigger in china after this point they obviously had to start developing the new system Um, however the provisional president who was elected the popular revolutionary leader sun yat-sen quickly handed his position over to yuan xikai who was the representative sent from the government and also the answer to last week's recall question. Um, he was handed the position from Sun Yat-sen and he quickly tried to claim himself as the emperor of China. Although this, does not, this did not last long, the people of China obviously didn't agree to this again. They did not want a new emperor again and so he quickly abdicated and as for the presidential role um it continued to like go from here to there it was unstable and there really wasn't a clear leader of china instead of becoming the president sun yat-sen began another group called the kuomintang with song jiaoren which can also be considered a nationalist group following up with that there's also another group called the Communist Party of China, which can obviously be considered a communist group. These two groups disagreed with each other and started what was the Chinese Civil War up until 1949, where the communist group, which can be abbreviated as CPC, won. Now, I won't be sharing with you guys more about this topic as it is an entirely different and long story However, if you are interested, I would encourage you guys to learn for yourselves. And if not, then at least maybe do some quick research if it piques your interest. Because this civil war, obviously, for as long as it was, it was from pretty much where this revolution ended, 1912, all the way up to 1949. It has a big relevance in Chinese history. So if you're interested, totally go research that. Um... But now, more currently, if I were to talk about China and describe China, you could call their country definitely a thriving one, which expands over 3.7 million square miles, and it is populated with around 1.4 billion people. Um, Its current government is called the People's Republic of China, so a little bit different from when the revolution ended, where it was just the Republic of China. And with its governing political party being the CPC, so 
a current issue relating to China and also um, sort of the revolution um, that I would like to mention is the Hong Kong protest. You have probably heard about it at least once and probably a lot from last year, um, 2019, if you can still remember, where there were massive protests because of the long-withstanding conflict between Hong Kong and China. To explain it simply, the conflict is because of past events. Hong Kong became British territory for a sum of years before Britain returned Hong Kong to China in agreement. I think I talked about this in the first episode. It was the Opium War where Hong Kong was given to Britain. So anyways, Britain has now returned Hong Kong to China in 1997, if I'm correct. Um, However, Hong Kong is put under a specialized rule called One Country, Two Systems. Um, This rule makes it so Hong Kong is a part of China now, but it has its own independence and autonomy, allowing Hong Kong citizens to have more freedoms and rights compared to people who are just Chinese citizens. This deal is to be continued until, until 2047. However, China is trying to speed up taking back Hong Kong, whereas people in Hong Kong citizens um, strongly protest and resist against their efforts. This issue, evidently up until today, is significant for citizens in Hong Kong because they do not want to be oppressed by the rules of, Chinese, of China's corrupt government. The situation is a little bit different from the Xinhai Revolution as it is not due to the incompetence of the government, which is the reason of for revolt, though I do think that it has similarities where the people are resisting against the government due to its injustices and tyranny. Again, I don't want to get into it too much, but this is a little summary, missing many of the details revolving around a current problem in China, so I encourage you guys, again, particularly for this issue, to learn more about it, as it is a upcoming and relevant issue that affects our world today. And now, as for our last recall for this revolution, it should be pretty easy. It's kind of sad, but here it is. I would like to ask everyone to recall back to your favorite part of this revolution. Um, It can be anything, any small detail. Um, Quite easy, right? Even if you can't think of anything, I would hope that you were entertained to some extent while we all learned and journeyed through this revolution together. I would like to thank you and I hope you and those around you great health during this festive season. Until now, it has been Justin Boy. Happy holidays, everyone!